inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining. I'm sure many of you have heard stories of champions, but what about have you heard champions who achieved this uh, award because of telling stories? We'll hear today, I had the pleasure to introduce a champion in public speaking. Pres Vasilev rose about 30,000 competitive speakers from 122 countries to become the 2013 World Champion of Public Speaking. He is the author of the popular virtual training program, How to Master Compelling Storytelling. As a sales expert and professional speaker, Prez delivers sales training and motivational keynotes. His award-winning speech coaching program has helped hundreds of people from around the world deliver compelling presentations and win speech contests. When you join his coaching program, you easily become a better speaker quicker. Hello, Prez. Hi, Oscar. Hi, very welcome to, to the show. I'm really happy to, to have you here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Please, Prez, tell us a bit more about yourself and part of your story, if you can share with us, how you became the world champion of public speaking. Sure, Oscar. Well, when I was a small boy back in Bulgaria, mm -hmm. I read a book that uh, sparked my dream to come to America. And I came when I was 19 as an international student by myself. You know, family and friends remained back in Bulgaria. But Oscar, I brought with me big goals, bold dreams, and a sexy accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, barely speaking English. And I struggled with the culture. I struggled with the language couldn't express myself well. And if you've ever felt lack of confidence, Oscar, I was there. So I stayed quiet. I suppressed my voice. And I wasn't happy. Deep inside, I, I knew I could do so much more. And I'm sure you've been in low points in your life. But no matter how low your point is, no matter what fear you face, here's what I've learned. You have the will, you have the power to conquer your challenges. So when I hit that low point, I said to myself, prayers you live once. Why don't you take complete control of your speaking skills? Why don't you see how far you can go? How many people you can inspire? So Oscar, I started my self-improvement journey. And as the years rolled by, I invested thousands of dollars in books, tapes, classes, courses, year after year, studying, growing, building momentum. And after winning the World Championship of Public Speaking, here's what I found. The better and better your speaking skills get, the more and more confidence you feel. It's amazing. And you start to attract great people, attract more business, attract more opportunities. After all, you never know who's in your audience. 
And when you speak well from the stage, your personal brand gets stronger and stronger and stronger, especially if you know how to tell a story well. And if I can go from struggle to success in speaking, what can you do? Yeah, you can, of course, you can do many, many things. I, I like your story, what you say, that it took you, um, you were, as everybody has been in these low moments, no, everybody has had uh, at some point in their lives, and you spend a lot of time and, and even money to and years to to become better at uh, the skills that you felt it was very important for your life. Absolutely, Oscar. Absolutely. And how long it took you your your journey since you start preparing yourself to become a um, the in the world championship of public speaking? How many years you were uh, trying? It took me. I won it on the second try, but uh, I've been preparing it seems for it my whole life. Uh, once I discovered. That that's my strength. In 2010, I really focused on speaking and uh, joined Toastmasters and uh, joined uh, a couple of clubs, uh, was doing this really intensively. And uh, it was my focus. I completely dedicated myself to the art and craft of speaking, of mastering the secrets and strategies to be able to convey your message uh, with power, with uh, meaning in a memorable way. Fantastic, and your mm, your winning speech uh, changed by attire. No, that's the that's the title. Has uh, I don't know how many people have watched it, but I'm sure inspire thousands of people just like me, just uh, watching this uh, this winning speech. And as you know very well, now that we are in January, this the beginning of the year is a time when uh, thousands of people are starting their preparation for the same challenge, no? One of them will, um, in a few months, become the new world champion of public speaking. So what uh, what could you tell to someone who is right now preparing for that? Well, aside from hiring me as a coach, <laughs> here's, here's what helped me. Practice, practice, practice in front of live audiences. Uh, you see, Oscar, during my journey to world champion of public speaking, I gave my speech in front of more than 50 audiences. I was going to different clubs. And uh, here's another key. I was really proactive about getting the feedback. Mm-hmm. I had created my own customized evaluation form. So after my speech, I would pass that form to the audience and ask for feedback. Now notice, Oscar, I passed the form after the speech. Why do you think I didn't do it before my speech? Mm, well, so how people can get uh, biased about uh, if you see the, the, the questions that, in advance? That, that's right. So, of course, and it doesn't distract them. Oh, yeah. I, found that, I found that the hard way. That if you pass the form before your speech, during your speech, they look at it, they write on it, Mm. it steals their attention. Now, on my feedback form, I had only five questions. And that's important. You don't want to 
ask too many questions because you want focused feedback. Feedback focused on what matters most. So here are the questions on my phone. You ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. First, what's my message? That's number one. Mm -hmm. What's my message? And in the beginning, I got different answers. Then gradually, as my speech improved, the answers became the same. Mm -hmm. That showed me I had made my message clear. Very clear. Next, what did you like? You want to know what people like so you can keep it in the speech. On the other hand, the third question is, what didn't you like? You want to know what confused them, what turned them off. The weak spots, so you can work to improve them. Question number four, were there any unanswered questions? Mm -hmm. Were there any unanswered questions? And that's important. You don't want to leave your audience with any lingering questions. No, you want to tie up all loose ends. And finally, number five is, how did you feel after my speech was over? You want to end by creating a strong emotional impact. And as you know, Oscar, for the International Speech Contest, you want the audience to feel uplifted, inspired, enlightened at the end of your speech. And here's the big lesson. Let your audience help you shape your speech. They are the ultimate judges. If you're proactive about getting the feedback, they'll tell you what they like, what they don't like, what confuses them. Now, here's the next secret. Record, record, record. Video record yourself. Mm. Now, eight years ago, when I started, I had to drag my camera with me. I had to drag my tripod with me to every speaking event. Now it's easy. Now you can use a smartphone. No excuse not to record yourself. No excuse. You are completely right. <laughs> and you know, when I saw my first speech video, oh my goodness, <laughs> it was painful. <laughs> But I got over that. I got over that, and it's the key that opens the door to self-evaluation. And here's, a, here's the secret. You want to put your camera as far back as you can so you can catch most of your audience and study their reactions. Mm. That's what I did. I studied not only my delivery, but also the reactions of my audience. And I'll watch carefully, when are they laughing? When are they nodding? You see, Oscar, compelling storytelling comes from consistent focus on audience reactions. Study the reactions of your audience and work to intensify them by adjusting your words, your delivery, your timing. Seek to make the maximum emotional impact. Now, here's the next key. If you go to prezsays.com, and that's P-R-E-S-S-A-Y-S, 
A-Y-S dot com and watch my World Championship speech, uh, you will see that during my speech, I took my jacket off. <laughs> you remember that? Yes, remember that. Now, how did that come up? Well, here's how. After one rehearsal, a man came to me and said, if you're changing a tire, why don't you take your jacket off? <laughs> I thought, that's crazy. I've watched 30 years of world champions of public speaking, and no one, no one took the jacket off. So I wasn't fully sold until a week later. I saw Barack Obama mm. deliver a speech in Berlin. On that hot, humid summer day, he took his jacket off, rolled his sleeves mm -hmm. up, and said, we can be a little more informal <laughs> among friends. And the crowd went wild. So I said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take my jacket off. So here's the key. Be open to ideas. Be open to ideas. Be open to ideas. No matter how crazy it may seem at first, it may turn out to be a winner. And by the way, the guy who gave me that idea wasn't even a Toastmaster. <laughs> He was a guest. A guest. You never know where a good idea will come from. Yeah. So be open to ideas. <laughs> And of course, the next discovery was look for patterns in the feedback. Look for patterns. When you start collecting these evaluation forms, you will start noticing patterns. Different audience members telling you the same thing. That's how your audience helps you shape your speech, shape your story. So that's my best advice. Practice, practice, practice in front of as many live audiences as you can and use the strategies I just mentioned. Yeah, it so sounds really, really good. You, I, I can see that you have done a very systematic job during this um, like three years that took you more or less. And, uh, visiting so many Toastmaster clubs and many different audiences. Uh, well, very great piece of advice for anybody who today is seriously considering to participate in the in the speech contests. Absolutely, Oscar. And now coming to yeah, your present that happened already um, nearly five years ago, you became the, the world champion of public speaking. And nowadays you are... Um, more dedicated at that time to help people to improve their speaking skills. And I'm pretty sure that people tells you, I want to become a better speaker or I want to improve my presentations. Uh, but now that we're talking about uh, storytelling, how often someone tell you, I want to become a storyteller? Does ever happen? Never. Uh, you see, after coaching hundreds of speakers from around the world, I can share this with you. Here's what they say. And you're right. They say, Prez, I want to become a better speaker. Prez, I want to win this speech contest. Mm -hmm. Prez, I want to be a professional speaker. And what I do as I work with them is help them tap into the power of their own personal stories. I tell them, 
right now within you, you have powerful stories. You have powerful lessons, lessons you've picked up during your life journey. And your stories, your lessons can uplift, can inspire, can give others hope. And I teach them, Oscar, that to be a better speaker, to win speech contests, you must absolutely master the art of storytelling. I teach them the secrets to finding, crafting, and delivering compelling stories. And also, I teach them what I call the six powers of a compelling story. Aha, tell us more. Number one. The power of attention. A compelling story grabs and holds the attention of your audience. Next, the power of imagination. A compelling story lets your audience see the events, lets your audience imagine the action. Next, the power of emotion. A compelling story sends your audience on an emotional roller coaster from the heights of humor to the depths of sadness and back up again. Next, the power of memory. A compelling story helps your audience remember your message. But more than that, more than that, it helps you remember your speech. Next, the power of meaning. A compelling story gives tremendous depth to your message. It helps your audience grasp your point. And last but not least, the power of influence. A compelling story moves your audience to action. So your stories, Oscar, when crafted well, Your stories are your most powerful persuasion tools. So they come to me wanting to be better speakers. And through the coaching, I help them become better storytellers. And if you, if you could tell us uh, what would be the, um, the best piece of advice for having this um, Um, effective storytelling that you are taking how in these uh, six powers you mentioned but more in uh, steps st step by steps so. yeah absolutely yeah now we can go a bit deeper and uh, uh, dive into a, a, a special formula for storytelling actually uh, these are I'm going to give you five key elements we're going to delve into five key elements of a compelling story and uh, in fact Each letter in the word story stands for one of them. Uh -huh. Now, the S stands for setting. Setting. That's the specific time and place of your story. Always tell your audience early in your story where you are taking them. Transport them to a specific time and place. And if you watch my World Championship speech, that's a gas station. Mm -hmm. It was night in Chicago. Now, what helps you get them there? Description. 
Oh, description can make ordinary places extraordinary. <laughs> Good description is language that awakens the senses of your audience. Helps your audience see, hear, smell, taste, and touch your story. Now, here's what improved my description. It was a great secret, a secret I learned from one of my mentors, Old Bill. As an English teacher, for many, many years, Old Bill had soaked up writing wisdom from the giants of literature. So he taught me two types of words. First, abstract words. These are ideas and abstractions, such as love, hate, strength. You see, Oscar, mm -hmm. abstract words don't paint clear mental pictures. But the other type of words, oh, concrete words, they're material objects. You can see them. You can touch them, and they paint mental pictures. For example, house, grass, river. Can you picture these words? <laughs> Absolutely. See, images, images pop up on your mental screen. So remember, your ability to paint mental pictures with your words is key for compelling storytelling. It's the concrete words that transport your audience into the world of your story. So when I coach speakers, when I coach executives, I always tell them, use concrete words, paint mental pictures. Now, you may be a master of setting, a master of painting mental pictures. But if you don't get the next element right, your story won't make an impact. You see, in order for your audience to open up to your lesson, to open up to your message, they need to know you, like you, and trust you. Hmm. And nothing, nothing builds trust like your personal story, a story in which you are the main character, a story in which you are the hero. And that's the T in story, the hero. When you are the hero, when you're the main character, oh, you gain instant credibility. You've been there, you've done that. But make no mistake, Oscar, the fact that you are the hero doesn't mean that you are superior mm -hmm. to your audience. No, no. Likeability comes from similarity. We simply like and trust people like us. So similarity is key for compelling storytelling. And when your audience connects with your hero, 
something magical happens. They feel empathy. And empathy lets them experience your story on a deeper level. So when you're the hero, your audience steps into your shoes and experiences your story through you. That's why while crafting my world championship speech, I asked myself, how can I make myself similar to my audience? So in the opening lines, I shared my mistake. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Everybody makes mistakes, right? Everybody. See, when you show vulnerability, you build a bridge with your audience. You show you're similar to them. So never fear to reveal your own mistakes, your own flaws, your own weaknesses. These are your gold mines for stories. They show you're humble. They show you're human. And that's powerful. Your audience gets to know you on a deeper level. You, you connect better. You absolutely want your audience to care about your hero, especially when your hero faces an obstacle. Mm. And now that's the O in story. Obstacle. Obstacle. That's right. The obstacle is the beating heart of your story. It's what makes your story compelling. It's what keeps your audience on the edge of their seats. Why? Because it creates curiosity. When you face obstacles, your audience starts to hope for the best and fear the worst. They pay attention to learn how you will overcome the obstacle. That way, if something similar happens to them, they will know what to do, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there are two types of obstacles. First, external obstacles. These are outside forces. Can be another character, can be an object, can be a force of nature. You know, in my speech, it was the flat tire. That's an external obstacle, right? Second, internal obstacles. Now, these are obstacles within your hero. They are emotional. And they are the most powerful obstacles. So remember this. The greatest challenges to your hero are emotional. In my story, it was the ego mm -hmm. that was stopping me from reaching out to others. It was internal. So think about your story and ask yourself, do I have external obstacles? Do I have internal obstacles? Or maybe, maybe you have both. And that's great because when you stack one type of obstacle on top of another, oh, Oscar, you make your storytelling compelling. But no matter what obstacles you have, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Stronger, absolutely. And that leads us to the R in story. 
resolution. Resolution. Now, the oldest surviving analysis of drama is Aristotle's book, Poetics. In it, Aristotle talks about the two most powerful moments in drama. First, self-discovery. That's a moment when you discover something important about yourself. A very powerful moment. Now, Aristotle said the self-discovery leads to the second powerful moment. The reversal of fortunes. Your situation changes. Your struggles help you learn, grow, and overcome your obstacle. And when you show how you improved, how your life improved, guess what happens, Oscar? You motivate your audience to change. You send a powerful message. If I can do it, so can you. You give your audience hope. So here's a key question for you. How did you change during your story? What did you learn? And how did your life improve? And so at the end of your story, you're transformed, equipped with new insights, new knowledge, new skills, and always left is to share them. And that leads us to the why in story. Your point. A story may teach several lessons, but your job as a speaker is to focus on one. Mm -hmm. Enlighten your audience about one simple, clear point. Now, Your point comes last for two reasons. First, to make the acronym work. (laughs) (laughs) But the second reason, the second serious reason is this. Only after you've created an experience for your audience, only after you've taken them on a journey with your story, will they fully grasp the value of your point, the value of your message. You see, if you start with your point, you immediately raise barriers of resistance. You trigger skepticism. But a story, oh, a story pulls down the defensive barriers, relaxes your audience and opens their minds and hearts to change. Remember this, speaking and storytelling are about change. Changing your audience to be better, stronger, wiser. And without creating an experience for them, it's hard, Oscar. It's very hard Mm. to change them. And here's the biggest mistake I see speakers make, trying to convince before 
they connect. Mm. Remember, you must connect first, and nothing, nothing connects like a good story well told. So when you repeatedly use these five secrets of compelling storytelling, your stories will get better and better and better, and your confidence will build and build and build. Now, in my virtual training program, How to Master Compelling Storytelling, I go much deeper into each of these areas, and I teach you a complete storytelling system. Mm -hmm. Is is it a video-based course, or how is it? Yes, mm -hmm. it's video-based. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely. Excellent. And it's excellent, this um, story acronym. Let me see if I remember. Uh, it's a setting, uh, mm -hmm. the hero, T. Um, yes. Or obstacle. Very good. Our resolution. Yes. And why is your point? Okay. Very good. Oscar, you're ready. You're ready to start crafting the story. <laughs> well, good. Uh, you're ready for the contest. <laughs> I'm here for you because this year uh, the World Championship will be here in my hometown, a few blocks away, oh. Chicago. So I hope to see you here, my friend. All right. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, okay. <laughs> If not me, many of the ones are listening to this show, hopefully they are there in the final. And Oh, absolutely. It would be such a pleasure if I can help them get to that point. <laughs> yeah, fantastic uh, piece of advice that you have about uh, storytelling and, and, well, and show how much you know about the subject and how much you have gone really deep into this. And it's very weird that nobody's asking you to, be, to become a storyteller. So that sounds, in a <laughs> sounds like ironic. <laughs> well, it yeah? is because... Uh, Uh, they want to be speakers, most people, and uh, it's actually uh, what they have to become is uh, good storytellers. Yeah, uh, It's absolutely essential for communicating a message in the most convincing, most memorable way. Mm -hmm. Pres, could you, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? Yes, my uh, favorite quotation is... Um, comes from the great Zig Ziglar, mm -hmm. the great Zig Ziglar, who said, you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough people get what they want. Mm -hmm. And I uh, just want to tell you briefly uh, what I have here to help other people. Uh, that's my new program, How to Master Compelling Storytelling, because everything that I've shared with you so far is... It's just obviously the tip of the iceberg. We've covered only a few of the secrets to becoming a compelling storyteller, but there are a ton of tools, tactics, and techniques to finding, crafting, and delivering compelling stories. So my program, How to Master Compelling Storytelling, is a hands-on advanced training program with live examples and incredible bonuses. It's a one-month online training program with highly valuable content and strategy-packed video lessons that you can watch on your computer, on your iPad, on your iPhone. And here's the best part. You get to go through the program at your own pace. 
Once you enroll in the program, you have lifetime access to it 24-7. You can watch it as many times as you want. And here's the secret. Each time you watch it, you find something new. You learn something new. I learned, Oscar, that during my journey to world champion of public speaking, you can't watch great speeches just once. Hmm. No. I would watch them again and again and again, and each time I'll learn something new. I'll pick up a new tool, a new tactic. So I let you access the training anytime you want. Now, what's in the program? Well, we'll cover everything from the storytelling fundamentals all the way to advanced speaking techniques. You discover the deadliest mistakes speakers make and with stories and how to easily avoid them. And I'll show you exactly how I found the stories which helped me win the World Championship of Public Speaking. You also discover how to easily uncover obstacles in your story. Remember, the obstacle is the beating heart of your story. And I teach you step by step how to keep your audience on the edge of their seats during your whole story. I teach you how to easily outline, structure, and script your story. So you can save a ton of time. And that's another important secret, Oscar. To have a compelling story, you must have a strong script. And here's one of the greatest lessons I learned during my journey. One of my mentors, Gene Pellegrini, said, Prez, you are better off having a speech with fewer words than one with too many. And here's something interesting. If you look at the word count of the top three speeches in 2013, here's what you're going to see. Third place speaker, 778 words. Mm -hmm. Second place speaker, 651 words. Mm -hmm. And the guy with the sexy accent, (laughs) 489 words. Oscar, the difference between the first and third speech was almost 300 words. Now, the Gettysburg Address is 272. Mm -hmm. Oh, wasn't Gene right? You are better off having a speech with fewer words than one with too many. (laughs) By the way, 489... That's the shortest speech to have ever won the World Championship of Public Speaking. And I share this with you not to say, hey, look at me. No, I share this with you, Oscar, because power in speaking is not in quantity. It's about quality. So in the program, I teach you which words to use, which words to avoid. And how to use the most magnetic lines so you can make the biggest impact on your audience. We will also discover how to evoke emotions, how to create the emotional roller coaster we mentioned earlier, how to improve your humor. And imagine how good it feels to make your audience laugh whenever you want. In the program, you discover a treasure chest of tools and tactics to sharpen your sense of humor. Next, the point of your story. Remember, one simple, clear point. 
And I just break it down for you. I literally teach you, here's how you find your message. Here's how you refine your message. Here's how you drive it home. I break it all down for you. And I teach you the most powerful principles of persuasion so you can influence your audience every single time. Finally, week four is all about your delivery. How to deliver your story. The words may be great on the page, but they die when you deliver them poorly on stage. And we cover from the power of your voice to the power of pauses, strategic staging to secrets of posture, compelling gestures to powerful facial expressions. With all these secrets and strategies, Oscar, your effect on your audience will be truly spellbinding. You see, for years, I studied writing and rhetoric, and I learned which words work best. Mm-hmm. I studied humor, so I learned which tools work best. I studied storytelling. I learned the principles. I studied selling persuasive strategies and, of course, speaking and delivery tactics. But here's the good news. You don't have to spend years and thousands of dollars to learn what I've learned because when you enroll in the program, you get a complete collection of the most powerful strategies I've picked up from books, tapes, classes, contests. I synthesized all these strategies into a complete system and I broke it down for you step by step by step, taking you by the hand from brainstorm to platform. So that's the one-month program, How to Master Compelling Storytelling. It's the most comprehensive training course on storytelling and you can learn more about the program at prezsays.com and that's P-R-E-S-S-A-Y-S.com. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, all the time you have invested in doing this, uh, this resort, this training course sounds uh, amazing. And yeah, I can see that you have spent a lot of time, years, uh, Uh, learning, learning many, many things. And so I would like to ask you from everything you have read, what is the book that you could recommend us? Yes, Oscar, that's, that's the book that actually got me in personal development. You see, one of the hardest jobs in my life was selling books door uh-huh. to door. Oh, That summer, 2005, St. Cloud, Minnesota, Every day before I went to work, before I started knocking on doors, I read Og Mandino's The Greatest Salesman in the World. And I still have that copy on my bookcase here next to me. Just give me a moment. <laughs> Open here, chapter 10, the first line. I will persist until I succeed. You know, Oscar... I repeated that line to myself as I was going from house to house. I will persist until I succeed. I will persist until I succeed. It was that habit of persistence I learned in my first sales job that I carried over to competitive speaking and then to starting my own business. Persistence. But yes, that's a great book. The Greatest Salesman in the World by Ogmandino. Mm, excellent. Sounds really excellent uh, word. Uh, excellent read. So I haven't checked that. So sounds really great book to read. 
to add to my reading queue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you have a long list of books. Yeah. <laughs> that But I have here's read. something that I wanted to tell you. It's not about just reading, reading, reading. I know a lot of people mm. who read, read, read. Here's the key. Apply, apply, Exactly. Apply. Put it, putting in practice. Yes, absolutely. That's, after all, the most important thing. And related to that, um, well, I'd like to hear from you something um, something tactical, one exercise that we can do regularly, what we call a routine to shine. Yeah, absolutely. For me, uh, that's mental rehearsal, using the power of visualization. You know, I imagine myself on the world championship stage in front of all the flags of the world mm. a year before I got on that stage. I imagined sitting in the audience and watching myself. And Oscar, mm. I imagined myself there so many times that when I stepped on that big stage, I felt like deja vu. It felt like <laughs> I've been here before. It gave me tremendous confidence. So mm. I still use this tactic to prepare for speaking engagements. So I visualize, I see the audience, see the experience as vividly as you can and go through your speech in your mind. Use the power of visualization. Thanks for that, the power of visualization. And thanks a lot for all this great piece of advice and hearing your amazing stories, Prez. And um, please finally... Tell us, uh, remind us how we can um, follow you or learn more about you. Yes, you can learn more about me at prezsays.com and that's P-R-E-S-S-A-Y-S.com and there you can find my new program, How to Master Compelling Storytelling. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Press. It has been a pleasure and all the best. All the best to you, Oscar. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time. <laughs>